0: Greetings, new and other fun people. Welcome to the podcast series called Have You Seen It? Where we have more episodes than season one of Loki. If you're new to the podcast or a fellow active listener, here's the dish. I watch a film, absorb its knowledge and other info give you some of my light thoughts along with some light film analysis and i will give you a simple recommendation to see this film or not i'm but a humble guide in your movie watching experience and only want you to grow in your movie buff power anyways during our journey so far we are exploring different films across the most viewed genres out there we had fun going through animation comedy and science fiction just name a few but this episode we'll be diving into the genre of mystery more specifically murder mystery yes this film has a great story and weaving a mystery of a murder most foul get your detective hats and your spyglass ready folks we'll be exploring the film knives out this is a spoiler free episode sports fans, so don't worry about a single thing just enjoy 100 pure content yep we are ad free no five minute plug-in for squarespace here haha <laughs> nobody got time for that Anyways, I digress. This film is set in present day in a country estate in New England. A wealthy crime novelist by the name of Harlan Thrombey is having a birthday party for himself, his family, and company. All is in good swing until Harlan is found dead in his bedroom. Even more mysterious is the famous detective Bonnet Blanc, played by Daniel Craig, is hired by an unknown party to assist the police in the death of Harlan. As they meet with the house staff, friends, and family of the novelist. Things get more complicated and everyone is a suspect. Dun, dun, dun. I know what you're thinking. Alex, this movie is just basically the board game Clue with extra steps. It takes place all in an old rich dude's mansion for crying out loud. Well, you got me there. It is set in a mansion similar to the famous board game. But what separates this mystery film from others is the attention to detail. It's non-linear narrative, mostly in flashback sequences and has three mystery subplots. How did Harlan die? who hired the detective and a third subplot well i'll just keep it a mystery for you so you can find out and enjoy it yourself what makes a good mystery movie from a death of a titular character to someone going missing and everything in between has to do with some of the following to keep our collective attention slash interest in the story what are the stakes of the mystery Do the characters have ulterior motivations and or other secrets to hide? Are the characters and or antagonists in this mystery have more depth than a mustache-twirling villain who ties a damsel in distress on a set of train tracks? On one hand, they need to keep the mystery going to agree so we as the viewer can't easily figure out what's happening within the first few minutes of the movie. But on the other hand, they can't keep everything from us and we never get the payoff for the mystery finally being revealed. Yeah, that would suck too, either way. Just saying. A good example of a mystery movie who poorly performs in this balancing act is in a monster movie called Cloverfield. All they tell you is there's a catastrophe. A monster is killing people, and the viewer barely learns a thing about the mystery. Leaves us in the dark for a majority of the time, no payoff, left on a cliffhanger, nothing, zilch, Buttsville. You are left unsatisfied and thus never fully enjoying the natural progression of a mystery being unraveled in front of you. I don't recommend Cloverfield. Avert your eyes. Don't watch it. Not worth your time. There you go. Luckily, Knives Out does the exact opposite with this mystery balancing act. So imagine this movie's mystery is a vast web of string tied together. As the narrative progresses, different parts of this web starts to unweave through clues, interview statements from the suspects, flashbacks, and more. Starting from a clue, to a lead, to speculation, and then revealing the truth also has an all-star cast with the likes of Chris Evans, to Jamie Lee Curtis, to Kathleen Langford, and more. This ensemble helps build the dysfunctionality, and one could argue, the controlled chaos, that is the Thrombey family as a whole. This metaphorical powder keg of family drama is a delightful view of comedy and raising stakes to fill in the mystery bits quite entertaining. So there's a little bit of everything for everyone. Overall, it's a solid mystery film, and I couldn't recommend it to you fast enough. Also, with the usual info to better empower you, the listener, is the following. It's not exactly a children's film by any means. It has depictions of violence, blood, murder, swearing, use of drugs, and alcohol. I only recommend this film to teenagers and older, also others who are emotionally ready to watch this murder mystery. You would be fine. Also, you can watch this movie on Amazon Prime and any other streaming sites that offer to rent or buy digitally. Or you can get a hard copy and not be dependent by the invisible force that is known by most people as Wi-Fi. Now we transition to our next segment called Filmology, where I give you a term that is related to the creation, role, narrative device, or any other elements that help with creating that sweet movie magic. This week's Filmology term is diegetic and non-diegetic music. This term refers to the awareness slash context of music being used in a film. So non-diegetic music is music that is not directly involved in the narrative itself and can only be noticed by the viewer only. For example, in the famous boxing movie Rocky, where we see the young boxer trained to be the best, the song Eye of the Tiger, is being played in the background while he trains. Only us, the viewer, can hear the song to add entertainment value to layer in as we watch him train. So contextually within the narrative itself, Rocky is unaware of the music playing and simply wants to be the very best. I don't know why, but that training sequence reminds me of the theme song of season one of Pokemon, but I won't sing it and distract myself if you're desperate to hear it just google it and you'll be fine but i digress once again anyways with diegetic music is the exact opposite to the provide example previously mentioned the music playing in real time is aware to the viewer and the characters themselves slash a means to drive the core narrative forward a great example of this plot device working well and being played for laughs is in the television show chuck where the main character chuck plays a video game in front of a crowd with rush music playing in the background to the crowd and to us as the viewer. Just a solid show. Now we transition to our last segment of this episode called Fun Facts, where we give you some interesting fun facts about the film itself that is fun to share with your friends and family, as well as grow in your movie buff power. Here's some fun facts for you. This was Ryan Johnson's first film he directed that was entirely filmed on digital. Harlan's mansion was filmed in three different film locations. So sad, I know. Some lines were adjusted to keep the PG-13 rating. Interesting. Pay attention to Harlan's portrait. It will change as the narrative progresses. No spoilers here. The lighting team went to great lengths to prevent light reflections in characters' glasses. I, I just love it. That's all I'm gonna say about it. And lastly, there's a hidden voice cameo in the beginning of the film of the actor, Joseph Gordon Lovett, who has a long history of working with this director. Well, that's all I got for you future movie buffs. If only I could watch every movie ever, but I gotta eat and sleep like everyone else. Crying shame, I know, I'm only human. So hope you had a good time. Give this movie a watch or not. I ain't your mama. Now you can ask this question to your friends. Have you seen Knives Out?